This is Lady Tiffany Ma, and this is my Mind Emporium. Welcome to my podcast. Um, what has become more political than I expected? Because at the end of the day, when I'm making a point, I'm making a point. So today is usually Movie Monday, and I already talked to you about one of the movies I watch. Even though I watched the Fantastic Four, both versions. The newer one and the older one. I did watch a documentary about Daniel. And then um, I don't think I watched any more movies after that. I was. And it's crazy to me because I wanted to talk about what was the movie I watched? Radium Girls. And I was going to talk about that and it got lost in the abyss of my mind. But... Another non-black celebrity thought it was okay to say the N-word. And then she admitted that she said the N-word um, behind closed doors. Which I'm not shocked at all. Because y'all give people a pass, right? Black people give a, a, a small group of black people, make a decision... That a non-black person can go around saying the N-word. So, with that being said, let me pop off real quick about the lovely Mimi. Y'all niggas are getting on my nerves. (laughs) Yeah, I said it. Y'all are getting on my fucking nerves. Y'all small group of people who just think it's okay for a non-black person to say the N-word, I've had it with you. Okay? I ain't saying that the lowly Mimi is not responsible. My thing is, is this. If you know the weight of the word and you know how people feel about you using the word, why the hell are you using the word? That's like me calling you the CH word, and I'm not going to say that word. Because I'm going to be straight up honest with you. I'm not going to disrespect your Asian heritage just to make a point. Because I'm smarter than that, Mimi. But once again, you know, she's just one of those people y'all just totally fine with saying nigga. Y'all just totally okay with that word being used by people. Oh, yeah, she's cool. It goes back to my story about Dylan's old country bumpkin ass. Y'all getting on my nerves with that shit. I'm going to tell you this. So y'all can get a better perspective. Um, Because canceling her, y'all ain't going to be able to cancel her. She got businesses all right she got one in in dc dmv area she got one in atlanta she got two in atlanta she opened up two in atlanta she probably opened another one up in freaking la and she really don't need our support she's asian her family has always had businesses so you know y'all do what y'all want to do and y'all gonna forgive her and forget it because y'all gonna find somebody else to throw under the bus for doing something racist against black people so it's kind of pointless kind of to sit up here and be mad at lovely mimi Because it's just temporary enragement. But I'm enraged about the fact that somebody told her it was okay. When it was not. I don't care how many niggas you have had inside of you. You still don't get to use the word nigga. But then 
once again, I'm going to go ahead and make this point also. Regardless if you refer to her as Sister Mimi or whatever the hell you call her, she still have an Asian family. She goes back to, she still have Asian traditions. She go back to, she still had those things she go back to. It's the same thing with Red, Redneck Hillbilly Dylan. He gonna always have his poor white trash traditions he go back to. So he's sitting up there being cool with you so he won't get his ass beat. Right? Same thing with Lully Mimi. She she being cool with you and she being okay with you because she just don't want to get her ass beat. So she gonna sit up here and pretend like she your homie, your, your part, partner, your friend. When at the end of the day, she's not your friend. And at the end of the day, she be laughing at your ignorant ass. While she's sitting up there making a mockery and making a, a fool out of herself. And she going to the bank. She going to the ATM. So she good. And she going to always be good because that's how it works. And that's what I hate about that. Because like I said, I'm one of your people. I'm black. I get called a nigga regardless how educated I am, regardless how smart I am, regardless of what my mom and dad do for a living. I'm going to get called a nigga. But I have gotten my black car taken away more than once because of some damn Dylan and some Ling Ling. You let Ling Ling have her little black car and she over here calling you a nigga behind your back laughing and freaking Vietnamese. It's you and your bro black ass. So since y'all want to be okay with Dylan and y'all want to be okay with Ling Ling over here, disrespecting you, don't give me my black card back. I don't want it no more. Since they get a pass using the N-word because she lived in a ghetto and she lived in the hood. You know why she lived in the ghetto in the hood? Because it was affordable buildings where her parents can open their businesses up. They opened their businesses up in the hood. And so she had to adapt. And she adapted. But guess what? Her family have a business. Her family practice group economics. Oh, trust me, I've been studying Mimi for a very long time. And I noticed the difference in how she acts around her Vietnamese family versus how she acts around black people. But y'all take away my black card. And then y'all want to sit up here and call foul because she says the N-word. Shut up. Don't say nothing else to me. I'm so over this shit. You sitting up here giving a pass to certain people.
Get out of here. I don't give a fuck if she lived in your neighborhood. Her family lived in her neighborhood because they know how to pinch pennies. That's what rich people do. You know that? That was one of the things her ex-husband pointed out to her. They were talking about building a business. Talking about building a business. And he said, bitch, your family have it. You had a foundation. I didn't. I had to go to the bank and get a loan. So yeah, y'all y'all can fucking kiss my black ass as far as I'm concerned with that shit. I don't give a fuck. Y'all know she, 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 she's so hood and she's more black than me. This goes back to when I was talking about the movie Green Book. And that Italian motherfucker gonna question a black man about his blackness because he got more class than him. Oh, it's very easy to give out black cards, I see, for other racial backgrounds. Oh, that's my homie. She cool. Yeah, she cool. They not racist. Y'all can have that. Y'all can have that. And y'all can have that fake ass uh, outrage. Y'all can have that. You can have that. Y'all need to listen to her. Y'all need to watch her. I have watched her on several different occasions and she have called herself almost saying the N-word on her vlog on YouTube, honey. I watch her and I watch the difference in her characteristics versus her characteristics around her actual family. And she don't talk like that. Y'all see the difference? So no, I don't feel bad if she call you a nigga behind your back. Everybody call you a nigga behind your back. So shut up. I don't feel bad for you guys anymore. I don't give a fuck. But how many of y'all go to her nail salon? Because the crazy part is, is that, you know, she tried to make it as a rapper. So that's why she came out with this persona of the lovely Mimi. She got a butt. She got boobs. She got teeth. She got all these things. Uh, she started wearing colorful wigs like all the other rappers. And she tried to start a hip-hop career. Didn't she do that? Because she was on Love & Hip Hop. But that's not her start. Her start was social media. And then when she did social media, people wanted her on reality TV. Because they just thought that homegirl was cool. But when reality TV stopped, she had somewhere to go. Guess where she had to go? Yeah, she went back to the old family biz naive of doing nails. You have. She had a business to go back to. How many of them fuckers on Love & Hip Hop can go back to a business? Or how many of them on this show for 10 seasons because they ain't got no real money? They ain't got no businesses. I'll wait.
The funny part about Love and Hip Hop is with Lovely Mimi, didn't she get fired from being the black girl's uh, eyelash salon or some shit? Did she get fired? She also got fired from Love and Hip Hop, but guess what? She had a foundation to fall back on. Another thing that I want to bring up and I want to kind of talk about with her, because I think this is very, very, very pivotal when it comes to dealing with lovely Mimi. She has her own business. She takes care of her own self. I want to talk about her whole situation with her husband. I ain't talking about the cheating allegations. I'm not talking about that because we all know what that was about. It is what it is. What I want to talk about with the lovely Mimi situation is when she was talking about her husband and she was talking about how she had to take care of her husband and his family. Because thing right there kind of gave her permission to use the n-word get mad at me what you want to but y'all shouldn't ordain her to be okay to say the word anyway but y'all you know because she down with the people and she employing your people and if she employing black people that's nothing wrong with that and i have to say that i have saw her nail salon she employs black people so i can't get mad at her for that but if she is taking care of you niggas Once again, that gives her the reasoning for why she can say the word. Because y'all niggas are dependent on her. When I watched the video, I didn't watch the video of what her ex-husband said. Because, I don't know, when he talked, it irritated me. It was just something about his spirit I didn't like. And that's a whole nother podcast. I did not like his spirit it was just something about me. Like, even though he tried to play it off like he was a businessman, I knew deep down inside he wasn't. And he was kind of dependent on her. And I just didn't like his spirit. It was just something about him I didn't like. But every time he talked, he just didn't sound like... But I ain't going to get into that. But when she was doing a video talking about why her, her husband got a divorce, you understand, you know... There are Vietnamese uh, traditions and customs that Americans don't go by. And a lot of things is, I will say this, there's a lot of traditions with Asians, with Africans, um, and even with some traditions in Europe where it is expected for the man to protect and to provide for the woman. And that's not what her husband did. They really believe in that. They believe in that. That's what their customs believe in. Which in America, we all so feminist-like and all so, you know, women's right. And I'm, I'm for women's right. Don't get me wrong. But there's some things that don't change. Like I said, some things change and some things change, stay the same. There's some things in life that needs to stay the same.
If I had to guess, and I hate guessing this, he probably was raised by his mother, and his mom was a single mom. His mom raised him and his brother by herself. That's not how the lovely Mimi was raised. The lovely Mimi was raised by her father. Her father was a pastor. Now, I don't know where she went wrong down the line. I don't know what happened down the line, but she the one who decided to be a rebel. Because she was trying to get the popular kids to like her. So that's when that whole Mimi came out. Because she didn't want to get her butt whooped for honoring her Asian traditions. Because she was living in the hood. But I just thought that was a huge thing with her when it came to her husband. Thinking he was going to depend on her when that was not how she was raised. My question is, does that still give her the permission to say the N-word? To say nigga? It's the last week of Black History Month. <laughs> and people have done very offensive things during this month. I don't quite understand why this Black History Month, Black people decide to show they were stupid. You know, Gorilla Glue Girl, and for her to try to get some sympathy and say, oh, well, my kids were made fun of it for it. But, I mean, my thing is, you're a 40-year-old mother. Don't you think that your kids were going to get made fun of even if you successfully pulled off Gorilla Glue and you were able to get it out your hair? But I guess it's just totally fine to embarrass your kids because, you know, you had no business on TikTok anyway. I already told y'all, TikTok is for the kids. I don't even have children. I know not to go to TikTok. Yeah, little Uzi Vert want to put a diamond in his head because he thought he was vision. Now we ended this month off and we're talking about the lovely Mimi saying the N-word and I watched a documentary and Takashi was saying the N-word and all that stuff. My question is to us as black people. How can you be okay even if somebody gave you a job and they were of another racial background how could you be okay with them totally disrespecting you and the pain behind that word that word the n-word right there is the bad word I have said the word before I am black and I'm not excusing me being black because I low-key believe that the word needs to stop being used but well, what's the whole point of telling somebody to stop using that word if y'all gonna keep using all other offensive word? Why is it so funny to be offensive toward black people? That's 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 another thing 
that kind of irks me and gets under my skin. Why is it totally okay to, and it's totally funny to make fun of black people, make fun of the struggles of being black, make fun of the culture of being black, because that's what the lovely Mimi was doing. She was making fun of the culture. That's why she bought the big old butt. That's why she got the big old boobs. She wanted to be a rapper and she became a cartoon. And that's what she is. She's an animated series. She's a cartoon. Why is it okay? Why is it okay for Daniel... To use a group of black people and use a culture that is gang culture, which is serious. Why is it okay for him to do those things? Why is it okay for him to exploit blood life? And there's no consequences for his actions. And like I said, I already told y'all in my last podcast, he ain't worth killing. Because all it's going to do is make him a legend. Why is it okay? You got Mia. That's her real name, Miha. And Daniel. And the crazy part is their whole look looks very similar. I don't know if y'all noticed that. She wears the colorful wigs and he do too. Y'all allow these people to come in your house, have Thanksgiving with you. Your grandmama cook dinner for them. Your kids go to the same school together. They turn around and use your culture and kind of mock it in your face. Have we learned from sitting up here talking about how cool Daniel and Miha is? Just because they live in the neighborhood? I'm one, I'm one of those people, I'm like this. You ain't got to change your the way you talk. You ain't got to change your culture. You ain't got to change how you are. You ain't got to change your tradition. I accept you for who you are. But don't come to me with a so-called AKA black scent. Granted, the black people I know don't talk like that. So I don't know... I don't know where y'all get that from. If you want to offend me and get into my skin, have a black scent. 
And don't come up to me with the way I was raised in the hood. I was raised. In, I don't want to hear that story. I don't care where you were raised. You're mocking my culture. You're mocking my people. I don't care. I want to hear it. Stop letting people like that get away with mocking you in your face. And that's exactly what Mimi is doing. And that's exactly what Daniel was doing. He's showing you how you look. Are you okay with how people are perceiving you? Like I said, I ain't ever met somebody that was Asian or I ain't ever met somebody that was Hispanic that had a black scent to me, but I never forced them into having one. It's when you force something onto somebody to be something they're not. They they produce this character. That's where Takashi 69 came from. That's where um, the lovely Mimi came from. They came from a place of being scared and having to accept something around them that is it is what it is. And so what they did, they adapt. That's what the lovely Mimi did. She adapted. Yeah, and y'all mad because part of her adaption is saying the N-word. What have we learned from these two? From Rainbow Bright and Strawberry Shortcake. That's how people perceive you. That's what you learn from them. That's what they think people like. They think that you like crusty Clown. Okay, so they became Krusty the Clown, and y'all sit up here and support them and think they about their life, and you really find out they're nothing but a quiet kid who was living in the ghetto and learned how to survive. That's what they did. I don't like when people send me a mirror and they tell me that this is how my people are because I know my people are not like that. I know that. Now, granted, I love the colorful wigs. 
If I had money, I would have rainbow color wigs too. But that the persona I would have around them would not be like that. But at the end of the day, why are we okay with somebody mirroring us and telling us this is what you told me to be in order for me to survive the hood? I ain't show no sympathy to them. Especially with Daniel. I'm not showing any sympathy to him. Because he got himself in a mess and he should be able to get himself out. But what I'm telling you is, basically, is you do have other racial backgrounds that live in the ghetto, that live in the hood, that live in poverty. There's no doubt about that. But you ain't got to prove to me that you live in poverty by growing a black scent by acting hood and acting ghetto and totally disrespecting the culture you were raised in i never gave up the culture i was raised in and i'm black and i was not raised with a black scent my mom my grandma they're educators and they correct every subject verb disagreement i had Because I'm not like them. And it didn't make any sense for them to go to school and to work their butts off to raise somebody who was like everybody else. Stop trying to be like everybody else. It's making you money right now, but it's going to stop making you money very soon. And that's for me to say this, even as a black person, I shouldn't have to develop a so-called black scent for you to know. My thing is, the crazy part is they took my black card away and I live down the street from a lot of them motherfuckers. And that's the messed up part about that. I live in the same neighborhood. How we living in the same neighborhood, but I'm supposedly different from you. Because I was raised different. I was raised to not assimilate. So I'm not okay with people thinking that they have to have a black scent and to dress like us and to act like us and like the same music as we do in order for us to accept them. We should accept them the way they are, accept them in their Vietnamese culture and the way they are. But they have to understand that they don't have to gain a black scent. There's no rules to being black. It's already hard enough being black. So stop making some of us who are black, who have a black mama and daddy, stop making life hard for us. And you sit up here and you accept someone who wasn't raised in the same culture as you. With that being said, thank you guys for listening to my podcast. I don't want to have to address this ever again. Because I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it. Race relations got to get better, but you got to understand sometimes in race relations, people need to accept who they are and not try to be something that they're not. With that being said, thank you guys for listening to my podcast. Have a good afternoon.